Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Nu närmar det sig hörni. Holy craps retreat. Äntligen är det dags med våra healing retreats som återkommer varje år. Och detta år är vi lite extra taggade för vi kommer faktiskt att erbjuda ett retreat i Portugal. Där jag sitter nu. Ja och det är inte vilken plats som helst än den här platsen. Jag är bara än så länge sätter på bilder men vi ska ju faktiskt åka dit tillsammans snart. Och den ser helt magisk ut. Ja. Nej, men jag kan känna in känslan av att bara gå runt på den här platsen. Och allt vi kommer jobba med. Och nej, men, alla uh, fina möten. Och, nej. Den kommer hålla. Det känns som att det kommer liksom, känslorna kommer kunna bara rinna ut i den här vackra jorden. Och det kommer vara varma poolbad. Och det kommer vara, det kommer vara som en ljuvdröm. Ja, själva healingrummet där vi kommer ha klasserna har väl jättehögt i tak så det kommer finnas rum för så mycket expansion och växande i den här liksom underbara salen och eh, nej men var, alltså varje gång jag tänker på det här retreatet så pirrar det i hela, hela Ja, tiden. jag känner samma. Ja, det är så otroligt kul. Så... Man känner energin. Man bara... Ja, jag vet. Jag vet. Life force is flowing. Okej, okay, men detta datumet är 29 augusti till 1 september. Det är fyra dagar av ljuv, Portugal, luft och magi. Och sen två veckor senare, den 12 september till 15 september så ses vi hemma. På underbara bäddar och ängar på Österlen för vår tredje omgång där. Och där har ni säkert sett och hört. Och det eh... känns ju bara så hem. Alltså det känns verkligen som att komma hem. Ja. <laughs> alltså där, man, vi känner liksom väggarna, vi känner hela auran, själen av bäddar och ängar. Och det öppnar också upp för ett väldigt tryggt och hållande och kärleksfullt space. Och vi kommer ju ha med oss våra fina food geeks även denna gången. Mm. Så in och spana in på holocrapco.com för att läsa mer om de här två fantastiska retreatsen så ses vi i sommar. Hej och välkomna till Holy Crap med Amanda McLean och Matilda Ritzén. I den här podcasten diskuterar vi heliga ämnen inom spiritualitet och självutveckling och bjuder in gäster till intressanta diskussioner. Hej och välkommen till ett nytt avsnitt av Holy Crap. Ja, denna veckan så spelar vi in det här introt i en garderob. <laughs> Ja, vi står inklämt i Matildas garderob med en glappande lampa i 30 grader i Stockholm. Ja, eh, allt för er och den här podden. men det är inte alltid perfekt, det är sällan det, men vi löser det i alla fall. Ja, men i alla fall, denna veckan så har vi fått väldigt mycket förfrågningar, eller vi har, inte denna veckan, vi har fått väldigt mycket förfrågningar att vi ska släppa ett avsnitt med den amerikanska eh, hilen och mediumet Michelle 
Philips. Ja, för vi hade ju med ett litet boost-avsnitt med henne i vintras, tror jag va? Mm. Eh, så att, eh, det här är ett avsnitt vi spelade in i november förra året. Och det känns som att det var 20 år sedan. Alltså, vi är så små, tycker vi nu, när vi lyssnar. <laughs> ja, det känns som att det är så mycket som har hänt på de här eh, åren, eller på sig, men det är bara månader. <laughs> ja, helt sjukt alltså. Men samtidigt, och det är också väldigt intressant nu när vi lyssnar på inspelningen, att mycket av det som har hänt pratar hon om. Och det här var ju långt innan vi visste att corona och det här året skulle bli ett, ett, liksom ett ja, historiskt mm. år. Hon pratar mycket om hur vi går upp i våra light bodies- eh, Går upp, säger man det. Nej, men vi går in och hon pratar mycket om att det kommer bli väldigt mycket heart activations. Att heart chakra kommer att bli väldigt aktiverat i år. Och det har ju varit temat senaste månaden. Ja, nej men det är så häftigt. Och hon pratar också mycket om tidigare liv. Vi pratar om DNA-healing. Vi båda har ju gjort, eller du har inte gjort det. Det är jag som har gjort en healing-session med henne. Hon blir ju fast nu i corona i ja, USA. Hon, hon brukar komma till Sverige några gånger per år. Men det här är ett väldigt spännande. Vi har ännu mer material med Michelle för att vi, det var en tre timmars intervju. Det här var faktiskt den första intervjun vi någonsin gjorde tror jag. Mm. Och den var på engelska så ja, det är spännande. Ja, det är verkligen spännande. Men vi kommer kanske eventuellt släppa ett avsnitt till. Vi får se lite hur vi gör. Men eh, mm. oavsett så är det eh, verkligen mycket kunskap och det är ganska djupt. Vi är verkligen nu är det liksom avancerat här. Ja, så att eh, var beredd på det att eh, du kanske får googla en del under avsnittet eller efter avsnittet för att förstå vad vi pratar om och eh, ja, jag vet inte eller så för att vi snappar upp mycket av det vi har pratat om under våren i andra avsnitt. Så för oss var det så här att vi förstod mycket i det här avsnittet som vi kanske inte riktigt förstod när vi väl hade den här inspelningen så att det var väldigt intressant det också. Så beroende på vart du är på din resa så kommer du tycka att det är helt självklart eller så kommer du tycka att det är jätteavancerat. Men ja, det är så det är. Mm. Nej, så att vi tyckte att det var kul i och med att ni är några stycken som har varit av sig och vi att ha henne som, som gäst. Så tänkte vi att då släpper vi hela intervjun. Ja, och anledningen till att vi inte har gjort det redan kan jag säga är för att vi tänkte att vi inte skulle ha eh, avsnitt på engelska. Först hade vi en tanke om det och nu har vi ändrat oss. Så att, eh, eller först tänkte vi att vi skulle ha bara på svenska, men nu, ja, ah, ni fattar. Vi kommer nog ha ett avsnitt då och då på engelska för att det finns så många intressanta gäster som vi vill eh, intervjua som men som inte pratar svenska. Så att det kanske kommer bli framöver ett avsnitt i månaden eller någonting på engelska. Precis. Men nu kör vi detta avsnitt med Michelle Phillips. Ja, enjoy! Okay, we are live. Welcome Michelle Phillips to Holy Crap. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. I'm excited. Yeah, we are so excited. And uh, we just had a little chat before, but now we want our listeners to know who are you. It's a broad question, but <laughs> you can start to introduce yourself by... Um, I'll by start by my work. Yes, and I'm yeah. a spiritualist. Um, yeah. Or I've called myself that for many years before it became, I guess, popular. Mm-hmm. And I call myself a spiritualist because I'm with spirit all the time. I've worked with spirit. I've been with spirit ever since I can remember as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I always had a connection to God or spirit. And from about the age of three, I always knew I'd lived before. Mm. So I've always had a spiritual consciousness. And I was raised at a time where it wasn't the thing. You know, we hadn't really shifted into it like we have now. And so it was very challenging for me then. And my family mm-hmm. thought I was crazy, you know. Now they think I'm even crazier, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but they accept me. They yeah, understand more now. Uh, yes, and you're from the U.S., I right? am, yes. yes. Uh, I live in Sedona, Arizona, which yeah. is one of the highest spiritual meccas of the world. Mm-hmm. Like People from all over the world come there to heal. Um, it's like a small Grand Canyon. It has all these amazing, beautiful red rock formations. Mm-hmm. And every rock has its different energy field to it. They call it vortexes. Mm-hmm. So it's really an amazing place to live. Mm-hmm. Wow, we should go. You should yes. come. <laughs> Yes. I take retreats there, do retreats oh, there, do. yes. So does people from all over the world show up today? They do, yeah. they do. Uh-huh. Yeah, because you have, you're an author and have been in TV shows and yes, radios. I, yes, yeah. I actually used to have my own TV show in California. Oh. It was a um, spiritual show, and every week I would teach a different lesson. It was a live call-in show. Mm-hmm. And so I'd teach a lesson, then people would come in, and we'd do readings and healings over the phone. And mm. so it was a lot of fun. I really liked it. Yeah. Wow. So how long have you been active doing your work? Um, probably about 35 years. Mm. <laughs> a long time, yeah. Oh, my God. Um, and how would you describe your work? How would you name it? Um, I call it cleaning house. We mm-hmm. really clear out a lot in a session. And all the work that comes through me has been my own healing process. So it's not, I haven't taken classes from it or for it. Mm. And I always call Jesus my main man. And he's been with me ever since I can remember. Mm. Not through a church or religion. He's just, you know, like I said, as a little girl, he was always around me. Yeah. Um, so when I actively started doing my work, although I've had the consciousness my whole mm. life, I was 33, and that's mm-hmm. also the Christ number, which is interesting, mm-hmm. um, where Jesus led me to a holistic health college, and I really didn't even know what holistic health meant at that time. Yeah. I was going through a dark night of the soul, or at the time I thought breakdown, but I mean, now I know it was a breakthrough. Mm. So when I was um, guided there, I... As a child, I had never been touched. No one ever told me they loved me. or mm. So I started doing massage, going through massage. And I thought, I don't want to do massage with people. But I started breaking my own barriers, you know, going through emotions within mm. myself that needed to heal. So then I took other classes and um, cleared a lot of my stuff out, became a rebirther. And I started doing massage. Like I said, I thought, I don't want to do massage. And as soon as I put my hands in energy in people's bodies, I could start reading their body. Mm -hmm. And I could see, like, in the second chakra, um, what it was like when they were in their mother's womb, where they started picking up the belief systems and patterns Mm -hmm. that they're playing out now. And then I just started taking people into past lives. It just happened. So that's why I was guided to the Holistic Health College to, you know, start clearing my own stuff out yes. and um, to be able to connect to people's bodies to start my work. 
So it's really been an amazing journey, and it just keeps evolving from that. So a lot of the work I do with others is past life work Mm -hmm. because I believe this is a lifetime we've agreed to come full circle. Mm -hmm. And What does full circle mean? Full circle means out of all the karmic stuff that our soul has gone through. Mm -hmm. So we're here in this lifetime to clean all those old lifetimes out Mm -hmm. and to reconnect to spirit in the highest of who we are without physically leaving the body. Mm Hmm. to really co-create heaven on earth. Yeah. So anyway, from then I started working with people and doing past lives. And as we go into other lifetimes, it releases the patterns that people are going through in this lifetime. So I work with a lot of people and people I've never met, and we take them in to clear it out, and then it clears it now. And people say, oh, my God, you know, that's just exactly what I've been going through in this lifetime Hmm. because they've come back to complete it. And I do a lot of work with the DNA. That's one of the biggies right now for me. And I started doing DNA work about 12 years ago after I was diagnosed with cancer. Mm -hmm. And I had two biopsies that said I had cancer. And I started looking at who in my life's had the health issues I've had because when I was younger, I had a lot of them. Mm -hmm. And I could see that was my father. So I thought, huh. Going to see if I can go into his DNA, you know. And when I did, I mean, although we know we marry our parents or we become our parents, you know, Mm. I realized I'd married my father twice. Um, (laughs) So in the DNA, you know, with my whole team, which is, you know, Jeshua, um, Archangel Michael, Melchizedek, there's and now my son Frank. um, So they just started cutting the cords or the bands inside of me that were connected to my dad's karma from him and the ancestors. So I went into his, cleared it out, and then I thought, well, I can go into my mother's. So I did the same thing, cleared that out, and it was amazing. And then we always do soul retrieval, bring the aspect of us that's stuck in the emotions of the patterns. Mm So then I was living in Hawaii at the time, and I went back to Hawaii, and I had surgery because I thought, I won't, I don't want to spend the rest of my life trying to heal this because I'm too busy. I mean, now I would do it differently. Mm. but um, So I went in for cancer. Not a trace of cancer was found for my <gasps> surgery. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. So when you were about to do the surgery, it was gone? I went in for the surgery, and I had two biopsies that had mm. said I had cancer. Oh and through the DNA healing, of course, I changed my diet also. Yeah. Not a trace of cancer was found. So it really what healed my system. What did the doctors say? <laughs> they must have been shocked. Yeah. Yeah, oh doctors are always shocked about things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's interesting how it starts, like, uh, because I'm also educating myself to become a holistic coach right now. Uh-huh. And you have been thinking of doing, doing the same. The same. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because, as you said, it starts with, like, an urge to clean out the body. Uh-huh. Uh, maybe stop with coffee, drinking alcohol, and just become, like, a clean line uh-huh. to be more open to receive. Right. Because, like... A start of many people, we it, know this. Yeah, it usually yeah. starts after some sort of breakdown. It does, yeah. So you need to do the healing yourself in yeah. order to know how to do it for mm. others. Right, yeah. yeah. You start looking for ways to heal yourself. And yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. It moves you into a totally new path for yourself. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So it's so amazing how you went from uh, the holistic college to, like, DNA cleansing in those yeah. years. Yeah. How was, yeah. how was the awareness of, like, holistic living back then? This was, um, years ago. this was a lot of years ago, and this is like kind of the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. It's when rebirthing really was big, and I became a rebirther. And yeah. so after, what's the definition of a rebirth? Rebirth is like you do breath work. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. You breathe and you go in and it usually takes you back to the birth and where you started picking up the patterns. Or, mm-hmm. And then it also takes you into other places in your life where you're stuck energetically, other patterns. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, just to see it evolve and the level that it is today is amazing. Mm. Mm. So back in those days, Especially late in the 80s, States, <laughs> yeah, there weren't a lot of us yeah. doing the work. You know, and now, mm. oh, my God, we've just shifted every, you know, so many people all over mm. the world. It's incredible. Mm. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. yeah. So after you did uh, the healing on yourself with the mm-hmm. DNA, Uh, did you start with others after that? Or? Yes, yeah. Yes. So then in my workshops, I started taking people into the DNA, mother-father DNA. Mm, yeah. And just the healing for people is incredible. Where I met a woman from Poland, mm. and her family was just horrendous. Poland has so much history there. Mm. And her father was like a raging alcoholic, and her parents mm. fought all the time. She could hardly wait to get away from home when she was younger so she knew it was in the dna so she ordered my cds and started listening to them regularly started healing the whole family so you can do this work by yourself oh yes yeah i have i have cds um so it just started healing the whole family her father quit drinking and now he fixes the food for the family is very healthy and juicing Mm. and she said her parents are like they're on a honeymoon and it just (laughs) keeps getting better and better you know Yeah. Like they're so in love with each other, and what do you mean? So she did it on them, or no? She did, did it, it for herself, and that cl- it starts them. clearing your um, ancestral line mm. forwards and backwards. And she knew that, but she started to heal herself from the nightmare that she was raised in. And when she did, it just started healing them also. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, I was uh, thinking like actually today because we have like in Europe a lot of relatives that were in the second world war yeah, and so on I have my grandfather on both sides mm-hmm. their fathers uh, fought in the second world war uh-huh. and we take on this like absolutely you do mm-hmm. okay. yeah Yeah. Mm-hmm. So as you go into the DNA, that clears it out. Mm-hmm. And we always go into the Second World War. I mean, all wars, but the Second World mm-hmm. War is still one that's very close to us. Mm-hmm. And it was horrendous. Mm-hmm. So what Spirit has shown me, you know, so many people died. It was mm-hmm. um, really the crucifixion of the Christ consciousness. Mm-hmm. And now so many people I work with, including myself, was back there. Mm-hmm. And now... You know, I died in the camps, and I know many people on both sides. Maybe they were um, in Hitler's youth corps and ended up being soldiers. Mm-hmm. Anyway, either side, it was horrendous for people. There was this big brainwashing that happened. and mm-hmm. um, So I meet so many people that were back there, and when we clear it out, it starts clearing it for, again, their whole ancestral line. Mm-hmm. And it just gives them the freedom now in this lifetime to go forward. Mm-hmm. And also, like in Arizona, I'm thinking of the, um, oh, what do you call them? Um, when the when the Americans come and the uh, refugees, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. all the wars that were back there and the history of the Native oh the Native Americans, Americans. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there big like in the U.S. like the Native Americans and the fights over there? Um, Yeah, it's still going on, but I think America now has apologized to the Native Americans, and they're Mm. supposed to be helping them on some level. And Mm. but how is all indigenous tribes Mm. have gone through this? Mm. Yeah, I wonder though, how is um, the DNA and how you inherit from your 
relatives. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that connected to your soul? I mean, your soul has been living lives in other bodies, in other countries. Uh-huh. Yeah. But How, we bring everything back with us in so this life. Absolutely. From both Ab- sides. So it's both body wise and uh-huh. then it's soul. soul Cellular on a soul. So when we come back into this lifetime and we choose our parents, they chose us and we choose them because mm-hmm. we know, okay, if I come through them, I can clean all this up. Mm-hmm. They're going to give me the patterns, mm-hmm. you know, that I need to really, you know, to become free. Yeah. yeah. So you can both come into this life and carry wounds from past lives. Absolutely. In your soul. Mm-hmm. But you can also carry DNA patterns from, from your ancestors. ancestors. Absolutely. So it's two different things. And or... yet it's all the same. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because many times the parents we're coming through now have been, maybe they've been our children or maybe mm. how many generations back we were their parents or grandparents. Mm. And so soul groups keep coming back together mm. to just clear out. So when you go into the DNA, um, if you go further back, maybe you can see, oh, I was the granddaughter there, or I was the grandparent or the parent that gave them the patterns, and I'm back now, mm-hmm. and my agreement's to clear it out. Mm-hmm. So my experience with past lives, it's so powerful, and it's not something, you know, I thought I was going to grow up or do or be. It just started coming through me. Is um, Like I said, when you heal it back there, it's just amazing how it heals it now. And because we're in the ascension and our vibration's so high, um, and there is no past, present, future, now I'm working with some. As soon as I put my hands near them, I can see other lifetimes that have surfaced. Mm. So they're living it out. It's in their energy body right now to really, really be able to clear out. Where before I had to, okay, tune in and tune into the lifetime, find it or whatever. Mm. And I still do that, but now it's like it's surfaced. It's right there. Mm. Why do you think that is? Because we're in the ascension. We're moving into higher oh. vibrations or frequencies of ourselves. Mm. And our body's doing the same thing where there is no past, present, future. So as we're moving into a higher vibration, our bodies are ascending. And so those patterns that were hidden are right here to clear. And that happen- mm. happens to everyone. Um, most people, yes, mm-hmm. yeah, right now. Because you can read a lot about the 5D dimension. Uh-huh. Is that the dimension we are stepping up to, like, collectively? Absolutely, yes. yeah. And it was interesting, because I just did this workshop this past weekend, and it was the second level, the ascension. Mm-hmm. And they absolutely take us into what Edgar Tolle talks about, the new world and the new earth. Mm-hmm. So they take us into the 5D and really activate that in us because there is no past, present, future. So in the future, we're already living there. Mm. So let's activate it and live from that within Mm. ourselves now. And my experience, you know, okay, we're moving into 5D. It's not just 5D. We're multidimensional beings. So as Mm. we move into the higher vibration of ourselves, we're moving into higher um, consciousness of ourselves multidimensionally, where we've lived so much of our life from the pain body, which are the lower chakras. And now we're moving in more to the heart and up into um, our light body. Oh, And because we're ascending like that, our light body energy is activating everything that needs to be cleared. So that's Mm -hmm. why people are going through a bit. Maybe you can explain a bit what what (laughs) multidimensional beings is for everyone who Um, Well, we're down here, and of course we have our higher self. I mean, people are talking about their higher selves. So we have our higher self, and then we have 
um, just like we're clearing out lifetimes now down here multidimensionally. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm Michelle, and yet I have all these lifetimes I've been living at the same time mm -hmm. as this. And now as we're moving into the higher aspects of ourself, our higher self, we also have aspects of ourself that are in higher dimensions. And we're mm -hmm. moving into, um, you could say, our future selves, aspects of us that are doing work in other dimensions, and we're integrating with it. And as we do, then it downloads here, and it starts, I want to say, upgrading our consciousness, mm -hmm. where we start thinking in a different way, thinking more global, more mm -hmm. collective, instead of what I call the I-me. Mm -hmm. So we're moving the out of the I-me, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and into the I-am. Where years ago I used to channel this being called White Lily, and she just, Jesus brought her to me, you know, it's like, so, yeah. so it was amazing. And at that time I was doing a lot of inner child work, yeah. and after, I don't know, channeling her for a few years, um, Spirit said they wanted me to integrate with her so I could reach a larger audience. Because mm -hmm. I was doing inner child work at Unity Churches, which are spiritual churches, mm -hmm. you know. And so then I integrated with her, and then later I realized I was channeling myself, mm. that it was actually an aspect of me in a higher dimension that was coming through me. So that's why I could integrate with her. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we're going to get more into inner child work yeah. as we go along. But um, um, They talk about like a shift that happened in 2012. It was huge. Yeah. yeah. Can you mm -hmm. explain what happened and how it how it affected you and your work. What's well, interesting because when 2012 happened, I mean people, oh my god, there's going to be a huge, you know, spaceships mm. are coming all this kind of stuff. And then when that didn't happen, people said nothing happened. I said, "Are you kidding me? It was a huge shift that opened. Mm. Like this big doorway opened and the doorway was inside of us as we shifted, it activated our DNA individually mm. and collectively into, again, the higher vibrations of ourself, mm. into um, our higher purpose on the earth, and it shifted us collectively. Mm. So from 2012 to 19, the consciousness of our world is just, it's amazing how it's awakened and opened mm. up. And that is why people are becoming more and more interested in these subjects. Absolutely. And spirituality and astrology and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's been activated in the DNA individually and collectively and people are talking about the oneness the oneness the oneness yep. because in the higher dimensions that's who we are mm. <laughs> and as we're moving back into that aspect of ourselves we're remembering it so it's not like um there's anything new that's awakening or being activated or downloaded it's like coming full circle we're moving into the highest consciousness of who we are collectively but how does this explain all the bad stuff that has been happening it's for the been past horrendous years. yeah, yeah. Donald so Trump, all yeah the, uh, yeah well movements. what spirit has shown me in the last book that actually came through me here and this came through in 2017 and um i wasn't going to do a new book this is my fourth book mm. and I'm going to talk about the books, and then I'm going to go into that, mm. because yeah. I'm dyslexic. So mm. as a child, you know, everyone thought I was stupid. I thought I was stupid, you know, mm. because in those days, they didn't understand dyslexia. Mm. Yeah. So in 2004, I was in India and went through a near death and came back mm. and just channeled my first book, The Creator Speaks. Wow. And when it started coming through me, I'm like, 
you must be kidding. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I don't even read and you want me to do this, you know? Yeah. So, um, so I'm saying that because we have so many gifts inside of us. People have that are just waiting to be activated, waiting to mm-hmm. wake up. And the more we clear out who we're not, you know, we have these limitations of who, who we think we are, you know, all fear-based, I can't do that. Yep. And yet we're such amazing beings, mm. just incredible. And everyone knows what they want to do and who they are if they just tap into it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and so we're moving into the higher vibrations. Mm. So yeah. anyway, this book, my fourth book, came through in 2017, and I, I decided I wasn't going to do another book. It takes mm. a lot of energy, expense, all that. Yeah. So I'm standing in the kitchen, and Archangel Michael comes up behind me, mm. and he's my team. You know, mm. he's with me all the time. Mm. And wanted me to transcribe, you know, something to download. I said, of course. You know, so I write it down. And then the next morning I'm in the kitchen. Do you write by hand? I write by hand, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Old style. And then I have to have someone, you know, yeah. type it up for me. So then um, the next morning I'm in the kitchen, same thing. He asked me, you know, if I'd transcribe another one. I said, sure, you know, of course. But how do you receive those messages? It's it just so comes exciting. through me. Okay. I just start mm-hmm. writing. Like a thought? It's or, a thought, but mm-hmm. um, when I'm channeling like that, yeah, it's a thought. It's like I become one with spirit. Yeah. And it's not like they're telling me this. It's just the information. I'm one with the information. Are you surprised by the thoughts you have? Like, are you like, ooh, where No, because I've been doing the work long enough. So you know when it's channeled. Absolutely, Mm -hmm. I do. Mm -hmm. I feel it in my system. And it just flows. It just comes Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. So anyway, with this book, you know, the second day he asked me to transcribe. Mm -hmm. And I said, of course. So I sit down, and then um, it was Gabriel that came through. (laughs) So I bring Mm -hmm. the message from Gabriel. And then I write down these other masters and even Mother Earth, Gaia, and then a name, and I went, oh, my God, this is another book. <laughs> you know. So they came in through the back door. Yeah. So they wanted this book done because it is the different masters and angels, mm. and they're talking about the larger experience of what's going on in our world mm. right now. And they're saying that Trump had to be elected because mm. he is change. Mm. Where had Hillary been elected, it would have been more the, the same. same old, same old. Same. And with Trump being elected, I mean, the whole world was outraged by mm. it. Mm. And from that, they're really coming back together. That's what I've been thinking. What do yeah. I want in my life? Yeah. What do I want in the world? What do I want also for the, future the generations? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The US. Yeah. 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 So it doesn't seem like he was a gift, but Spirit is saying he is, that he was, Mm -hmm. because he's shifting the whole world. And from that, we're in a collective dark night of the soul right now. And in our own lives, when we've gone through dark nights of the soul, and I think many of us have, you know, Mm. sometimes a few of them, Mm. um, there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And when we come out of it, we're usually more conscious. What's Mm. important to us in life is more conscious you know Mm. so they're saying we are the light at the end of the tunnel and it is us that are coming together now Mm. in the higher um, expression of ourself which is love and forgiveness and compassion and Mm. really coming together and wanting for the world you know what we want for ourselves so we're shifting so we are the light and we're moving Mm. together and bringing us out of the shadow Mm -hmm. so are all your books like channeled uh, from uh, different like uh, dimensions and archangels and um, they're channeled from the first book that came through was definitely from the creator yeah and um, like I said I just started automatic writing 
And I knew I was channeling it from God or the mm. source, the I am, whatever mm. you call it. But I didn't know what I was writing until after I went, oh, my mm. God. You know, so then every day I would sit down and another wouldn't come through. And then um, Jeshua, so Jesus and Magdalene channeled a chapter through that book mm. also. Um because I had been, you know, I've taken a few groups to France. Yeah. And when I was in France, there's so much history about Magdalene and Christ and so many different belief systems about it. So when I got back to America, I asked Jesus, you know, tell me what really happened. So they channeled a chapter through me from um, Jesus, the male aspect, and then Magdalene. Yeah. Their love story, and I'm channeling, oh my God, I'm crying because love is so beautiful and yeah. pure. So in the first book, the creator talked about how his heart opened. Mm-hmm. And it and it opened um, his heart, the feminine, and he calls her Sophia. So the book was channeled from the male consciousness of God or, and then also from the feminine, which is the heart. So all the work that comes through me is that male-female. So the first two books were channeled. The third book was um, an experience that I went through. And um, I was someplace, and a woman here in Sweden that was promoting me had gone through a dark night, the soul that I'd gone through, I don't know, many years ago. And she came to see me because she was going through it. But she wouldn't let go of it. It was her identity. So she's promoting me, and I said to her, I know it, I've got it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I don't want to hear about it anymore because I could feel my subconscious mind opening up to the memories of what I'd gone through. Mm -hmm. And it scared me. I just said, I can't do that again. And then the creator was showing me, you know, going up through the pineal gland, which is your DNA connection to the source, Mm -hmm releasing that programming, and then he was showing me that we always, always, always match and merge with our environment, Mm. that our energy body has a collective DNA system, and whatever we're going through emotionally, it feeds our system and the subconscious mind and our body or one consciousness. It opens our subconscious mind because our subconscious mind is like Google, so if you're going through anything emotionally, it's subconscious, you just Googles it up. And then it connects you to every other lifetime or experience you've mm-hmm. had with it. And it moves you into the whole collective field of it. So the yeah. third book was my experience of what I'd gone through and also the creator. So we're, oh. we're doing the book together. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, we need to read these books. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And where where can one buy your books? Um, well, in Sweden, you can get them here in Sweden oh. because the first book, The Creator Speaks, was really popular here in Sweden. Yep. In fact, it was at the top of, um, I don't know, you have a site kind of like Amazon or something. So oh. for a while it was there. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm so low tech. <laughs> like I said, I still write longhand. So, yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Wow. Um, some of the stories, Karen, too. What's the Vataman? carries my books. Oh, the Aquarius. Yeah. That's month. Uh, yeah. yeah they, there's a bookstore called Vatanam. Uh-huh, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah, the bookstore. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah. carry my books also. Yeah. Um, so on your website, uh, yes. you could read... So you're, you just shared that your son has passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we he was still alive, mm-hmm. you um, also helped him heal from a... Kidney. Kidney. Yeah, disease. when he was very young. Okay. And that's when I... The spiritual work. You know, I can't say I did it, but my soul agreed to. Mm. You know, it's like I... Um, 
because I'm so at one with spirit. <laughs> so when he was a young boy, he'd had three kidney surgeries. He, his ureters had deteriorated. So um, after the third surgery, the doctor said they, um, they were leaving his kidneys, and his left kidney was really weak, and they were sure they were going to have to remove it, but they were going to wait six weeks. Mm. and then go back and take x-rays. So my man Jesus came, and we just sent energy to him. Was this before or after you discovered your gifts? Well, I've always had my gifts, but it was before I really started doing Mm. my work on the level that I do now. Yeah, yeah. So that was part of you discovering uh, the kind of... Yeah, the gift. Mm. So we just um, sent energy to my son's kidney, and then we go back to the doctor. He does more tests. The doctor says, I can't believe it. He said, it's a miracle. <laughs> he said, I had the other doctors look at the x-rays also. And, you know, kidney was fine. And then my sister had open heart surgery. And um, this is before I really started doing my work on the level I am. Oh. And I was there with her, and she knew that the energy had come through and healed Frank's kidneys, so she wanted me to send energy into her heart. Mm -hmm. And so I stood up and did that, and my palms were like faucets. The energy just started pouring out of them. I'm watching it, like turning a water faucet Mm -hmm. on. (laughs) And it went into her heart and healed it. They were calling her the bionic woman she healed so quickly. Oh, my God. So on some level, I always knew that I've had the gift, and I could always read people, you know. But I thought Mm. as a child, I thought everyone reads, you know, each other. And as children, Mm. you don't know, so. No. So you never shut down when you were a kid. Um, Because I I heard that kids can be afraid and shut down their gifts. But you stayed open. For me, it was the opposite because I had a challenging childhood like many of us have. Um, And for me, spirit was always my life. So that's Mm. what really has gotten me through life. I always have had the connection Mm. to God, to the source, and Jesus. They've always been with me. Mm. So that's how I could get through this life because I was there. Do you think your childhood was important for you in order to know where you would be, like in order to be where you are today? Absolutely, Mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So it is such a gift to me. You know, my dad was in World War II, and he had post-traumatic stress, and he was a big man, and he was in the front lines carrying the guns, and when he came back, he was a mess. And my parents met after that, and so um, he was a mess (laughs) so Mm. violent and raging and so Mm. we moved every year sometimes twice a year Mm. went to a different school every year was in a foster home you know all this and so it really has given me love and compassion for other people Mm. and it also because of all the trauma of it I was always looking for ways to heal (laughs) to bring myself out of it and so my children could have a better life Mm. Mm. out of the patterns and when I started my work my son said to me gosh mom can you see since you've been healing even grandma and grandpa have been (laughs) you know Mm -hmm. so he was always very conscious of that and that again is healing the DNA as you heal yourself the ripple effect starts Mm -hmm. healing generations forwards and backwards Mm -hmm. so I know you actually wanted to talk a bit about your son yes so he uh, passed away uh, last year last year yeah Mm -hmm. and even with what I know spiritually and I used to think I knew a lot spiritually now Mm -hmm. I know I don't know anything you know Mm -hmm. 
kind of, there's so much out there. But even with my consciousness of believing, um, my experience that we choose the lifetime when we come down, Mm -hmm. and we choose when we're going to leave. And I had talked to him before I came to Sweden on my tour, and he was talking about his life. Gosh, Mom, I've had such a great life, and traveled all over the world, and he has this little girl that was a light of his life, and he was a surfer. The ocean was his life. He said when he was surfing, he was with God. It was his meditation. So when he's talking to me, I'm kind of laughing to myself, and I think... I hope he's not getting ready to leave because he's reviewing his life. And he was. And even with what I know spiritually, I didn't know if I was going to be able to get through it. That kind of loss, it was just horrendous for me. And after he left, I had just come to Sweden. And then he lived in Hawaii, went to Hawaii. And I came back to Sweden because I've worked here a lot of years and I have a great support system here. And um, I just felt like... Anyway, I didn't think I was going to be able to get through it. And I knew I was leaving. I was in Darlin doing a workshop, and I was in this little cabin by myself. Mm -hmm. And I absolutely knew I was what you call die. I was leaving. So I left a note, said, you know, call my brother in California. I said, I don't want a service. I just want my ashes taken out with Frank. And um, So you actually... I knew die. I was leaving. I knew I was. Yeah. Mm. And um, did you have some sort of like, or what was the feeling? I I just um, I was shifting, and I was yeah. in so much pain. God, take the pain away. And just the knowingness, I knew I was dying. I just knew it, you know. Yeah. Um, and Frank and I were so close, so it felt like when he left. I know it, you know, lifted me into higher vibrations. So I left that note, and the next morning I was still there, and the room filled up with this um, kind of golden crystal-like light, and I hear, Michelle, this is your mother. Listen to me. (laughs) And I'm thinking, oh, God, if things aren't bad enough, now my mom's here, you know, from the other side. Mm. And my mother and I had a very karmic relationship. Anyway, she goes, listen to me. Because it wasn't your fault. Mm. Anyway, and then she said, listen to me, Michelle. It is not your time to go. She said, if you leave, your daughters and sister will not be able to get through this. So I was leaving, you know, and she Mm. knew it. So she came and stopped me. Um, And then um, she stayed with me for about six weeks. And my mother was a very authoritative, know-it-all, you know, Mm. energy. And I kept feeling like, God, I want my energy back, not my mother's. Mm. So then the last workshop I did in Sweden before I went back to the U.S. Did you manage to recover? To recover? From feeling. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm going into. So Mm -hmm. then the last workshop, my mother's energy was still with me. And um, when we went into the mother's DNA, she left. And then, okay. And then I realized she'd stayed with me to keep me in my body here. And then I went back to Sedona, where I live, live, Arizona, and I was in a lot of physical pain. And I thought I should probably go to emergency. It was intestinal, and I've had intestinal problems. And I was in so much pain, I thought, I don't have the energy. And I thought, I guess I'm not dying, because my mother said it's not my my time to go, you know. (laughs) So um, that morning, I was awake most of the night. That morning, Frank came to me in a dream. 
And it's one of those dreams that's very real. Yeah. You know, I could see him just like I see you right yeah. now. And he's talking to me, and he was dressed in white the way he comes as the teacher and the master now. And he wanted me, he was driving, wanted me to go for a ride with him in the car. And he goes, I can't stay long, Mom. And God, it was so good to be with him. So he goes to Honolulu, one of his, where he lived, in one of his surfing spots in Hawaii. And we're talking the whole time. And then he gets out of the car. And I get out of the car with him. And by this time, I'm awake, but I'm still in the dream state. And um, he takes his shirt off, which he would have done, and just breathes in the ocean air and the sunshine. And he's, God, Mom, what a privilege to be on the earth, to be able to be on the earth. He said, just look at the contrast. I mean, he loved it here. You know, the contrast, the ocean and the wind and all this. And then he looked at me and said, Mom, your health problems are because you need to forgive me for leaving. And when he said that, I froze, and I didn't know I needed to forgive him for leaving. Mm. And I couldn't say, I forgive you for leaving. And then he goes, i got to go, Mom, you know. And he stuck out, he laughed, which he laughed a lot. He stuck out his thumb like he was hitchhiking, and he was gone. Mm. So it was the next morning I thought, okay, I need to do something here. So I went into, I forgive you for leaving. Mm. And that energy that was stuck in my system, and the creator talks about being frozen emotions that aren't healed, Mm. they end up creating sickness and disease in your system. So when I started saying, I forgive you, Frank, for leaving, I had all that energy that was stuck moving up out of my body. It was like a rope unraveling and coming out. Mm. It was incredible. And then our whole life together came up and went through the forgiveness, and I forgot, forgave him for being a teenager and all that, you know, our whole life together. And then my mother comes, oh, do this with me also. So it was from there that I was able to start coming back. And now we're doing a book together. And the day after he passed, um, I knew I was going to write a book. My daughter said, who's Mm -hmm. also very gifted, Mom, you're going to write a book together. Mm -hmm. And I got the name of it. It was Surfing Through Heaven's Doorways because he's a surfer. Yeah. So we have an image here of Frank. Yeah. Yeah. We just said he's a hunk. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He is a hunk. He's tan and long brown hair. Yeah. He's gorgeous. And a big, big smile. Yeah. (laughs) And twinkly eyes. Yeah. He's happy. Yeah. So he comes to me dressed in white. And then um, after the day after he passed, Mother Mary came to me because I was just distraught. And she put her arms around me and said, I know what it's like to lose a son. She said, I lost mine. So even when you understand, and she knew what her journey was with Jesus, and um, so even when you understand it, the loss is pretty horrendous. Mm. So after Frank passed, he immediately started coming through in the workshops. And so at first... How was it the first time? That must have been amazing. It was. It was. It was great. And um, and other people in the workshop see him. He communicates. He talks with them. And, mm. you know, they really, he's visually, you know, present yeah. there. Does he look like when he was on Earth? Yeah, he does. He, yeah, he comes yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's become a spirit guide for some people. And he'll guide them and, you know, mm. back to the workshop or whatever. And mm. So one woman last year um, that did my five-day workshop, and then she was guided to do the two-day. And she said, Frank 
told her to come to it. And so we're out to dinner, and I could feel his energy with her. She said, yeah, he's one of her guys. And I said, that's interesting he's with you. And she goes, she'd been a surfer girl. Oh. <laughs> so, yeah. You felt drawn to her. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, when he, Jesus, after he passed, Jesus took me to see him, and he was sitting in a golden field on this bench, and he was laughing like this, you know. Mm-hmm. And he said, gosh, Mom, who would have known when I was on the earth plane, that this is who I was in the higher dimensions. And I'm saying this because we're down here and we think, who am I, you know, like we're stuck in all this karmic stuff, Mm. but we're incredible beings of light. And we've lowered our vibration, our consciousness to come down, heal ourselves, heal our whole family in it. And many of us that are what they call the black sheep of the family are really the light ones in the family that have agreed to come down. I'm going to clear this out, you know, for myself and the family unit. Mm. So at first he was coming to me in the physical form like this. And then Jesus took me up there again, and Frank said, I'm still going to come to you as your son, Mom. I'm still your son, but I'm moving now. I'm expanding into higher dimensions of myself. So now in the workshops, oh, my gosh, it's just amazing. And it's so easy for me. You know, I have this assistant that's doing (laughs) so much of it. So it's great. Mm -hmm. So never in my life did I feel like I could get to the place of laughing, you know, the joy. And it's been a year and a half that I just let first. And um, I still miss him on the earth, but I'm just so grateful that we have the relationship we have. And he's teaching with me now. He's amazing. Mm. It's a gift, yeah. Do you think that he will rebirth sometime or is he going he, to He stay? says not for a while. Um, no. As long as I'm here doing the work, he's going to be my assistant. And it just yeah. keeps shifting. So one of the processes yesterday, I mean, I'm the spokesperson, but he's mm. he took people through a process that was just incredible. They were saying, oh, my God, it was the highest one of the whole mm. <laughs> workshop. So... He said, um, I have a larger audience than he had when he was on the earth plane. And he's just, he's so grateful to be able to do it, to be mm. doing this work with me now. So, Did he also do the work when he was still on earth? Um, he didn't do spiritual work, but he was very spiritual. Okay. His life was Ho'oponopono. Do you know what that is? It's a old Hawaiian healing tradition about forgiveness. So Frank mm. was really into love and compassion and forgiveness mm. and and he loved life and he loved people mm. and he was very honoring of people and mm. their their journeys here and mm. so in that way he was doing his work he was love yeah and he was gorgeous so mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. because if, if you feel like you're stuck or you have like a lot of like stuck motions uh-huh. forgiveness is a good start it's to, huge yeah. mm-hmm. you cannot go where you're going until you forgive no. like people <clears throat> you know they feel like you know they're so stuck with their parents and what their parents did mm-hmm. and we cannot get on with their life until you forgive them mm-hmm. do you think acceptance and forgiveness is that the same vibration or is forgiveness even I think forgiveness, more? once you go through the forgiveness, you can move into the acceptance of it. Okay. And yeah. for me, what helps me get through life is um, knowing that, we'll, we'll say our parents, okay, our parents agreed to be our parents, we agreed for them to be our parents mm-hmm. because of the lesson they gave us that we needed to complete for ourselves and them so as we look at our parents and look back you know I think how would you like to end up like they did (laughs) you know our gift is they gave us the 
you know, the patterns that we get to move through because the consciousness is so different now and clear them out yeah. for ourselves and for future generations so our children don't come down in the middle of all of that old mm. karmic mm. stuff. Mm. Is gratitude also a big... Um, It's huge, yeah. yeah. Because once you move into the forgiveness and acceptance, I mean, there's only gratitude. Mm. There really is. I mean, mm. they all go hand in hand. Mm. So I'm very grateful, you know, for the life I've had, although mm. it's been challenging like mm. many of us on the earth. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm so grateful because from that I have so much love and compassion and caring for people, mm. and I'm able to move into the larger picture of what someone's doing. Mm. I think it's pretty interesting because usually most people are um happy so even though they've been through so much pain they uh-huh. usually when they're out of it they're usually pretty happy it happened because then you know you've learned so much and then you, you grow you so grow much. so yeah. much so uh-huh. that's i mean we could just be uh grateful for even though we're in the midst of the pain uh-huh. we could still be grateful because we No, we're going to be at the end of the tunnel anyway. You don't always know it when you're in the pain, though. Right, you, you don't. don't. Yeah. I mean, that's a food yeah. for thought. Like, yeah. We are usually very grateful once we are out of yeah. the hardships. So mm-hmm. it's something to think about. If it you're is, in yeah. one of those periods mm-hmm. right now, that you are going to be grateful for it. Absolutely. It. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I about. think you're right on. Just even in the middle of it, start giving gratitude. Mm. You don't know what even, what's it, what's what it's no. for because you're in the motions. Mm. But just say, okay, I know this is a gift. Thank you. You know, start mm. being thankful for so it. I think it's very yeah. common that you end up in some sort of... Um, victim position mm-hmm. um, and that kind of just um, keeps you stuck it doesn't yeah. help yeah. if you're in a pain situation mm-hmm. so yeah, forgive absolutely. and feel gratitude yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. yeah you're right on just to say thank you you know you don't even know what mm-hmm. it's for you know mm-hmm. and as you do it starts clearing the pattern out also yeah, yeah. So, uh, people talk about 2020. So, uh-huh. what are your thoughts about this magical year that everyone is talking about? I feel like it's a beginning year. That's what Spirit is showing me. And this mm. year, 2019, has just been so horrendous for so many people. Like, yeah. every issue you could possibly have in your life is up. You know, everything. Yeah. Because we're ascending and we're constantly having downloads mm. of light coming into us. And as it yeah. does... It's activating our cells, tissues, organs. Again, mm. every memory that needs to be healed is coming up for us. And mm. because like attracts like, as those emotions are up, it just feels like we're spiraling, like we're our intentions to take a step forward, and it feels like we just end back up in the pattern again. Yeah. Mm. Because we're going through the deeper layers of it, like peeling the onion. Mm. You know, let's get to the core of it. So I just did this retreat in Sedona this year, and Spirit was saying, okay, this is a nine-year, which is completion, and next year is the beginning year, a number one. So we're cleaning so much out this year so that through intention we can connect to who we are, the light multidimensionally, instead of the pain body multidimensionally, and really allow that light to be our guiding lighter force and as we move into that again like attracts like mm. you're going to bring that collective consciousness back to open the door mm. so what can we expect for next year <laughs> <laughs> if we're doing the work um i just feel like thinking it in thought like when we think something in thought it comes back very quickly and i had an experience 
I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, I was somewhere else working. And one of my greatest fears is always losing the house key. And I'm staying with someone else, and I have her key, and I've been so protective. And it just felt like my key vanished. Like, what happened to it? I lost it. And then I realized, okay, my fear was losing the key, so I manifested it. Yep. So um, I was just someplace, and I was going to take a shower in the morning, and I thought, oh, I hope that shower doesn't go all over the floor, you know? So, of course, I turn it on. It's all over the bathroom floor. <laughs> so... Our intentions are coming back to us like this. So really, it's so important. What do you want in your life now? What are your intentions for the new lifetime that we're shifting into? And the subconscious mind does not understand don't. So if you say, mm-hmm. I don't want more of this, I don't, you're going to bring more of it to you. So you always want to set the intention in the positive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're moving into such high vibrations of ourselves. God, spirit, whatever you want to call God to be, you know, the source energy, Mm. our whole spiritual team is really assisting us now to move into the highest of what our soul's purpose is. So I feel like it's a great year through intention. So it's uh, important, like, master your thoughts next year. Oh, my God. Master them now. Yeah, now. (laughs) Absolutely. Mm. Yeah, because it's coming back so quickly. So maybe the new year... um... It's a good timing for everyone to really manifest what they want to do next year. Absolutely. And I feel right now, I mean, as we're moving into December, the end of the year, um, I'm actually doing a 21-day process next Friday before here before I go back to America. And so I was writing down what I was, you know, going to talk about, and then it came through 21-day... Download healing, release, and download. I went, what? (laughs) So, okay. So that's what we're doing, and it's really powerful. So really setting the attention of what you want to let go of. So you go through your crown, the pineal gland, which is Mm. the DNA connection to mother, father, creator, and up into that source energy. And people are, and you know, they're saying just have the viewers do this, listeners. So go up and just really ask for what it is that you want to release. So for 21 days, like what we were doing in the workshop was um, self-worth, any issues of Mm self-worth. And my experience of the lack of self-worth, let's Mm. say everyone has it. And when we're doing that, you could just feel it mm, clear from your body. And then you go back up and ask, okay, I'm now ready to receive my 21-day download. Mm. And what that is, is um, it's an upgrade of your system. So as you clear out the old programs or patterns, then they're sending a download that upgrades your system beyond the pattern. So it's really powerful. So for those that aren't able to do that, just set the intentions of what Mm. you want and write it down. And people feel like, but I've done that for so many years. Mm. Yeah, well, you brush your teeth for a lot of years, too. You know, (laughs) So whatever, just do it again because we're in a higher vibration now. Mm. And again, what we want is coming back quickly. (laughs) Pardon? Nyårslöften. New Year's resolutions. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Det där var del ett av två med Michelle Phillips. Och varför vi har valt att dela upp det i två avsnitt är för att det blev en tre timmars lång intervju. 
Så om det är så att ni vill höra del två och tyckte att det här var ett intressant och bra avsnitt så hör av er till oss så släpper vi det senare nu i sommar. Och glöm inte att ansöka om medlemskap i Holy Crap Community på Facebook. Vi blir så så glada av att se er alla där. Och lämna gärna ett betyg och en recension på iTunes. Ha en jätte jättefin dag. Puss och kram! Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.